0: Good morning everyone, happy Sabbath, Sabbath. Feliz Sábado para todos, buenos dias, how do you say happy Sabbath in Romanian? Sabat Felici, felici. Shabbat Shalom, Feliz Sábado, happy Sabbath to everyone, this is a blessing to be able to be here worshiping our Lord. We also have a lot of families out. Summertime membership goes down because they're all traveling. And I'm saying that because I'm green of envy. I wish I could do the same. <laughs> so we remember to pray for those who are traveling. We're missing a lot of families right, right now. Okay, so just want to remind you, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher. I'm just as the sim- simple person like everybody else. And um, sometimes I'm asked to preach. And I don't like to see it as preaching because it makes me nervous. I'm just going to share with you some messages, uh, some information that um, I was blessed to learn this week, or remind or refresh. Who can tell me what is the title of today's presentation? It's God's Last Warnings. Can anybody tell me what are the God's last warnings? God has given us his last warnings for his second coming and judgment. Who, who can tell me what they are or what it is? I I it the, the three angels' messages, and then in the back, we have our, this, this used to be our logo for many, many years. Our church had a Three Angels message, and that is mainly our mission, the Three Angels message. And I just want to share with you something, and I will need, um, let me see, one of the important thing that we need to remember is our memory verse today, or Bible scripture today is, think, is to have faith in God's, not in man. That your faith should not stand in the wisdoms of man, but in the power of God. In the end time, there's a lot of people out there predicting the end time, predicting what's going to happen. There's a lot out there um, saying, you know, all the things that's going to happen. And now my, my son told me that we have someone that um, reads the hand here in Crestline. How do you call those? Um, palm breeders. Everybody is searching for wanting to know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, we only know what's going to happen if God has shared that with us. So keep that in mind. We're going to be talking about the three angels' messages or message. I think it's just one message. It's just divided in three sections. And it's my prayer for today. That when we finish, we will be able to understand not only what are those three parts of the three angels' message, but also to understand what they are. And because there is a reason why we need to understand the three angels' message. Who can tell me why do we need to understand what the three angels' message? Be because we are the remnant. the we're going to be preaching that in the end of time. And I'm going to take my glasses off so I can read. And when I don't have my glasses, I cannot see anything. So just shadows. The, important, the reason why I'm bringing this today is because I was reading this week something that called my attention that I would like to share with you. Uh, Is in the last day events, on page 68.1, it says, In these last days, it is our duty to ascertain the full meaning of the first, second, and third angel's message. So when I read that, it is our duty. And in the last days, we are living in the last days. Who does not believe that we are living in the last days? If you don't believe it, then the three angels' message will not apply to you. But if you do believe that we are living in the end of time, in the last day's event, it's our duty to not only to understand it, but to practice it and to preach it to others. This is very, very important. That's why I thought you know, it would be nice for me to review that, because if God is telling me that it's our duty, that we need to understand his last warnings for this earth, he needs to start with me. He needs to start with us, right? Now, in here it's saying, and I was thinking, what are those angels? And um, again, I just want to share something with you. It says here that Christ is coming the second time. And when, you, when the Bible uses Revelation, by the way, we're reading Revelation 14. This is the three angels' message. Um, one of the things that Revelation uses is a lot of imagery, a lot of... Imagery that means a lot of things, and is many times you have to kind of interpret what that means. And sometimes we are way off, and sometimes we have some assistance for someone else that can help us with that. But identifying what those angel, the angel flying, he says that to he said the Christ is coming the second time with the power into salvation. He says to prepare human beings for this event. He has sent the first, second, and third angel's message. And these angels represent those who receive the truth and with power open the Gospels to the world. So when we're reading the three angels' message, we are aware that it's the last attempt of God preparing those for the end time, preparing them to go to heaven. And also those angels are those individuals that will receive the truth of that, of that message or the last wordings, and with power of the Holy Spirit will share it with the world. Now, who wants to be part of the three angels' message? Everybody wants to be part of the three angels' message because that's important. What that means is that Christ is coming soon. And then he says, um, it was shown, this is for Story of Redemption, page 385. It says, I was shown three steps for salvation to end, to end this world. It's The first, second, and third angel's message. It says, said my accompanying angel, the true understanding of these messages is of a vital importance. So God is letting us know that to understand the message is of vital importance because the destiny of our souls hangs upon the matter on which they are received." So this is very serious. The three angels' message, the way we receive them, it will determine life or death. It's very important. Let me share share another statement, another quote. And it's uh, found in Selected Messages, Volume 2, page 387. It said, the angels are represented as flying in the mist of heaven proclaiming to the world a message of warning and having a direct bearing upon the peoples living in the last day of this earth history. No one hears the voice of these angels, for they are a symbol to represent the people of God who are working in the harmony with the universe of heaven. Men and women enlightened by the Spirit of God and sanctifying to the truth, proclaiming the three angels in their order. So he's telling us, he's telling us here that it needs to be preached in their order. And and you will read that several times, that the three angels' message is, I think it's just one. It just is is divided in three sections. And let me share with you. Uh, The prophecies in the 18th chapter of Revelation will soon be fulfilled. Fulfilled. The 18th chapter of Revelation goes hand-to-hand with Daniel 12. Now, who can remember um, what, is ta- what Revelation talks about in the chapter 18? It's the last, last, last minute of the end time, right? So during the proclamation of the third angel's message, another angel will come down from heaven having a great power and the earth is to be lit litten with his glory, and the Spirit of the Lord will so gra- graciously bless consecrated human instrumentalities that men, women, and children, and also children are included, will open their lips in praises and thanksgiving. And one of the things that really surprised me, and it's always nice to remember, because we tend to forget, at least I, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to forget a lot of things. And when I was studying this this week, like, oh, Wow. It was more of those light that comes out, like, well, we haven't seen this before. And then it was right, right there. It says, after the seven thunders uttering their voices, the inst- instructions come from John, which is the author of Revelation, the same way of Daniel in the book of Daniel, in regards to the little book. Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered. So Jesus is telling Daniel to seal that part of the, prophet, the, the vision, because that is for the end, end time. And this is a key that it might not, you might not see it that's relevant, but it is, because the three angels' message according to Daniel and Revelation will spread out during the last time prophecies of Daniel 12 and Revelation 18. And Ellen G. White had mentioned many times that we need to understand Daniel 12, Revelation 18, and also, we need to understand the three angels' message because all those things are specifically related for the end time. It's not before 1844; it's after 1844, just before the closing of the of this earth history. And in, in John, is telling us here also that in the end time, just before the closure of, of the, this world, that prophecy of Daniel 12, of which it was sealed, it will be open. And she's telling us in the Manuscript Release, Volume 19, page 320, and also in the Bible Commentary, Volume 7, 971, that the three angels' message, part of the three angels' message, it will involve the understanding of Daniel 12 and and Revelation 18 and the three angels' message, because they're all together. They're all, all together. So just remember, and even though the first and second angel message was preached in, back in 1844 and 18, or 1843, she's mentioning um, that these messages will be repeated again in the last, last few minutes of the end history of this world. Because that is the last, last warning that God is giving to His people. So, what is the first angel's? The message of the first angel. Who can Who can read um, very quickly? Because the time is goes very fast. Who can read Revelation 14, verses six. Through seven and eight. Just, just read it very briefly. Okay. That's the first message. Revelation 14, six through, eight, six through seven. Six, uh-huh. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and springs of water. So there's a lot of things in there, okay? It's very, it, and it's important to understand because she, in 1904, Ellen G. White wrote, "The 14th chapter of Revelation is a chapter of the deepest interest. The Scripture will soon be understood in all its bearings, and the message given to to John, to re, the Revelator, will repeat it." with distinct utterance. She wrote that in 1904, and she said that the the Three Angels' message is not quite understood back then, but for those who are living in the end time will understand it, because it's required to be able to live it, to be able to preach it. You cannot give something that you don't have, right? So when it comes to this message, we have certain things that we need to keep in mind. For example. you, we, we see an angel flying. What that means when, in, in the imagery of a prophecy. When you see an angel, we know that it's us who received the message. It's flying in the mist. What that represents? Or what could represent? It will the message. That it, it would be in high, everybody will see it. The, so people, God wants everybody to be aware of that. And when he talks about the, in the mist, what that means, on the midair flying. Urgency, right? Urgency. urgency and speed. It's something that's gonna come very quickly, very fast, and it's very, very urgent. And because it's flying in the air, everybody will be able to see it. God wants everyone to know of his great plan to save the, the sinners. And also, what else is talking about the message? That God wants everybody to know what? The everlasting gospel. What is the everlasting gospel? It's Jesus Christ, our righteousness, love, mercy, justice, right? The, the good news, the everlasting gospel, the good news is that we have a Savior. Hallelujah. We have a Savior. That we are not going to be rotten in this earth. There, there is a light in the end of the tunnel, and this is something that we need to preach and let people know that live in the darkness, that God wants everybody to know that the love of God is so profound that he paid the price so anybody can be saved that wants to be saved. Just remember, um, there is, there's a phrase that's saying that God will save everyone that will be happy in heaven. And if, you're in, in view, if you do things in here that it's not gonna do in heaven, you're not gonna be happy. So one of the things that we need to remember is that we are sinners, we all are sinners, and not that one is more sinner than others, we are all sinners on the same level, doesn't matter what. Uh, and we need to have the hope that there is a savior and that's the first message that God wants to know, that what God wants his people to know, that and it's urgent. In this dark world, we need to realize that there is a Christ, that God is one to save us. There's hope, there's mercy, that he can forgive our sins. And this is something that we need to preach. That's the first thing that we need to share. There's a love, there's a God, and God love you and love you very much. But at the same time, he wants to preach that to whom? Why are the message says? So we are supposed to very quickly, very fast, urgent, that everybody will know, and that includes the whole earth, every nation, every kindred. Why the difference between kindred and nation? What's the difference between kindred and tongue and people? Aren't they kind of the same thing? No. Why is John used different wordings? He used the earth, nation, kindred, tongue, and people. That means that there is no exception. It doesn't matter what culture. doesn't matter what language. doesn't matter where you live. Everybody needs to hear that there is a God, the good news of the gospel. So when I ask you, because I'm going to quiz you in the end, why the first angel's message is, what that be? Is for everybody to know that there is a God that forgives our sins. He wants to save us. And for those that do not want to accept God's mercy, what's going to happen? The judgment. So on the first message, have different things. Is everyone able to hear it? Christ, the the righteousness, the uh, the gospel, the everlasting gospel, is urgent. Is the last opportunity to repent? We need to give glory, reverence, and worship God because the judgment has come, or is come. And worship him that made the heaven and the earth, of which he's saying you need to worship the creator and nobody else. Okay, do I need to repeat it again? What is the first message of the last warning? The started judgment but what is the message of the first angel is everlasting, everlasting gospel you have to be urgent it has to be the last chance of repentance we need to worship God the creator not anybody else and and not someone that claims to be God or claims to be uh, there's a lot of people i don't know if you go on the website there's a lot of people claiming to be jesus there's a lot of people claiming out there that there are God representative, and there are a lot of people uh, claiming to do a lot of things from God, but one thing is to claim, the other one is who you know, who is the one who decides that? It's not man, it's God. So we need to let people know it's urgent. It's the last warning that God is given, to repent, to accept the Creator, and worship Him that created the heavens and the earth. In the first angel message, Men are called upon to worship God, our Creator, who made the world and all things that there is. They have paid homage to an. Inc- so, when when it comes to worshiping, it doesn't matter which church you go to. Doesn't matter what do you believe. Doesn't matter whatever. If you are worshiping or praising a human being. What that means. Making Would the image. first angel's message apply to you? Yes, because you then need to remember that the only one that deserves homage, that deserve praises is God, the Creator, Jesus Christ. So remember. So the thing that to, uh, what to know and share with the first message is, there are six things. Our audience will be the world, that's everyone. The gospel of Christ's wonderful grace, the cleansing by the blood of the rest, restoration through his power will be center. It will be the main point of the first angel message. It will be proclaimed at the time of the end, on the last, last few... I don't want to say timing, because a lot of people have missed their, our Daniel Bible studies, but just remember the last minute of the end of time that is the main focus of the messages, is repentance to the power of God. It will be proclaimed at the time of the end, and the time, the, that time timing prophecy will be made convincingly clear from Matthew, Daniel, and Revelation. God gave us, and for those that don't know, starting with Matthew. When the disciple asked Christ for signs of the end time, he told he told them, "Go to Daniel, because that's the key." He already gave us all that information. He gave us how long it's gonna last. He gave us what well, the parts of it, and then Chief White have given us hundreds and thousands of of statements of things that's gonna happen before of this and after that. And if you are a good um, scientist or researcher, if you can put all those things together, um, you can see a very well m- uh, mapped plan that God has given to His children. So you will not wonder nothing in the end time. So God never does anything without telling His people. And if He have we have always told, if you look at the history in the Bible. You, you see that God, before God does anything, he tells the people what's going to happen in details. Do you honestly think that the second coming of which the greatest event that this earth have ever experienced, he didn't say anything? That I mean, we have thousands of statements from Ellen G. White of things that's going to happen and when it's going to happen. We have Daniel 12, which tells you how long it's going to take, how long it's going to start, when, what markers to look, I mean, we have Revelation 18, that to be able to understand Revelation 18, you need to understand Daniel 12. There's a lot of massive information of the end time. Number four, the onset of the time will begin the judgment of the living. The pivotal issue will be the worshiping the creator God, honor through the seventh day Sabbath. Representing Christ's character will be the glory to his name and imperative within this message. So, again, what is the first angel's message? Repentance. Repentance. What else? But what's the first thing that he talks? Salvation. 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 Hope. Everlasting gospel. And then? To whom? The, world. the creator. And we need to tell him to the world, to everybody. We need to tell everybody of the righteousness of God, yeah. the everlasting gospel, to everybody. We need to share it. It needs to be fast, and there's a judgment coming. You see, a lot of people, and I, I have a good friend of mine that thinks that, that oh, you know, God will save everyone. God is, loves so much his children that he will save everyone. And then I just sit in there, and it's like, and I ask her, well, let let me give you the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, if God's going to save everyone, but you don't have to do anything, because God's going to save everyone, why do you think he came and died, Die for? And then she was like, she started thinking, she didn't answer me, but if you think that there's no judgment... There is no right and wrong. There is no truth truth and deception. Why then Christ have to come and die for us and give us an example? So keep that in mind. There's a lot of people out there trying to deceive. Well, not people. Satan knows he has very little time left. So he's doing whatever it takes to deceive those who are trying to study the Bible and be prepared for the end time. Okay, so we know what the first angel's message is. What about the second angel's message? Who can read um, Revelation 14, just eight? 14, 8. Okay. A second angel following said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. Okay, so a recap. The first angel's message begins with the most important news God wants the world to hear, the eternal gospel, which is the good news that God forgave our sin and and the last. The second message, it will inform us who will try to block us from entering God's kingdom. So what did they say in that message? Babylon is falling, is falling, that great city. So I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase a few things. I'm gonna say here, the second angel said, Babylon has fallen, fallen from God's standards, is falling from the corruption of Christianity. The great city is the center of apostasy, not an individual this time, but he apostate, an agency or a church, because she made that coercion. All nation to drink, that means something. Share experience, make drunk, or make you asleep. Of the wine, of which is false doctrines. Of the wrath of her fornication, of which is an illicit relationship, accepting teachings, or uniting with the wrong church. And when I said the wrong church means whatever group that have the wrong doctrine that is not biblical based. So. In the second message, God tells you who is going to prevent you if you are not wise and have your eyes open, who will be preventing you or blocking you for understanding what you need to do or understand for the second coming. So keep that in mind. On early writings, which was the first vision that she wrote, um, uh, page 277, said the message of the fall of Babylon as given by the second angels, is repeated with additional mention of the corruption which had been entering the churches since 1844. The work of his angels comes in at the right time to join in the last great work of the third angel's message, as it dwells to loud, cried. So it starts the first angels preaching the good news. Then you will have the second angel message, of which is a lot of resistance, blockage, of understanding and and God is telling you who is going to be doing that and then, and the and the people of God are those prepared to stand in the hour of temptation do we need to prepare for the end time do you need to prepare if you're going for a trip yeah I mean um, if if not you I don't know about the parable of the of the ten virgins Half of them were prepared, the other one wasn't. And that is specifically a parable for the end time. So you need to be prepared so you can stand the hour of temptation, which they are soon to meet. And she wrote that, I think, in the 19, late, uh, early 1900s. So she's telling us, or what I say God is telling us, that we need to prepare because the end time is coming. And that is the last warning that God's going to give. He had waited very patiently for almost 6,000 years, but he has, everything has an end. I saw a great light resting upon them, the, the remnant, and they united to fearlessly proclaim the third angel's message of which it comes after the second. So the first one, we have the good news. The first one, we have the good news. The second one, we have what? Who is the one who is going to block it? Right? The second one is also a warning and uh, it's a calling for people. It's a warning Babylon, Babylon is falling, mm-hmm. and we have to be aware about that and be in connection with God. Exactly. Who can light our mind and understand what's really the truth. So that's the Bab- who Babylon is whoever has gone out of the doctrine to the Bible. Okay, just keep that in mind. Um, so those are the one who is going to try to deceive you, and saying, "Oh no, that's not true. Don't worry, God's going to save everyone." Or no, just follow this person, or just follow the other one to be saved. Just remember that. And then she wrote another one, another statement, and I'll try to see if I can. I can um, go through very quickly. Yes. Um, I just have a small comment. Uh, I also like when it says with a loud voice. Mm -hmm. So it's not gonna be a quiet event. Everyone is going to know this. We're going, you know, a loud voice. And that is, it's not gonna be some something that it's not a whisper right if everybody was screaming be like, like a, a hey wake up you guys the like, god is coming wake up this is not right i mean it's like when like when you're trying to tell your child don't do this it's dangerous it's going to be you will see people with this this desperation that you know the time is coming it's running out and and you see people that are sleep they don't they're not they're they're sleeping they're not trying to wake them up because you guys, we're running out of time. Wake up! Wake up! Okay. So, thing that we need to remember on this one, and um, yes. good uh, point too is that Babylon is not uh, the the world and the people who are not Christian. Babylon is the Christians who are corrupt. Those who have fallen from the doctrine. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and then things to know and share for the second message is that this number message reveals that they are to be given in sequence. The harlot in Revelation 17 prophecy, writing the beast, is the name of Babylon. She is the apostate church at the very end. It is a controlling seat. It's the beast. So it's very important for you guys to start reading and studying Daniel and Revelation, especially Daniel 12 and Revelation 18, because that is specifically for the end time, for the remnant for the end time. The harlot is also mother of the harlots. She is the daughter of churches. That means it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an agency that have all, the, all the daughters, all the churches come from her. God warns the world through this message that there is an agency out there trying to deceive you. And if you are loyal to those agencies, that they are not following God's will, God is calling them, saying, get out of it and not be partakers of their curse. Agency meaning other uh, church leaders. Churches and leaders. Particularly any any group of church or agencies that is not following what God have told us to do. The harlot and her daughters. Yes. The main church and every little one that affiliates to to it. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to the third angel's message. The third angel's message is leading out a people who is feeding them for trans- to preparing for God to, the- to heaven. It is a message to be and to separate from the world, but it's still evangelizing. So by the time the third angel's message is going to be just just before probation closes. And the third angel's message is the last chance people will have to repent and accept Jesus Christ. So on the third angel's message, I'm going to read, and the third angel follows them, that's 14.9. Um, Saying with a loud voice, again, it's important of a message. If any man, it could be anybody, no exception, worship, relating to which commandment? Two, Second. commandment number two, that worship the beast and his image, or which who, the person or the agency that is taking God's place. And everybody else that imitating that per, that agency or person and, re, and will will receive his mark. So if, like for example, if you are following somebody else, like now, I know there's a lot of polit, 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 politicians trying to get uh, um, voted for the next president and each parties are, are, are working very hard to, Put the other one down, or to make themselves look better, or whatever techniques they're using. But then people affiliates to each one, depending upon what is in your heart. In the end time, on the third angel's message, they're going to kind of be two groups. So if you're following the beast, and you're worshiping the wrong, you're breaking the second commandment or which you're worshiping the wrong thing Of the wrong person, of the wrong agency, then you will receive a mark. You will become part of that group. And the mark is a seal of authority or brand giving when an individual accepts to worship the false day or the true day of God. And it's going to be in the forehead. That's what the, uh, the message says. What is forehead? It's going to be an actual seal in the forehead? Thinking process. Remember, Revelation is, a, is a full of imageries. So if you, if you read, there's a mark on the, for, the forehead that will tell you is what? They're going to rationalize it. They're going to... It's a uh, cognitive it's knowledge or, yeah. or like you've identified. For climate change, for energy saving, for whatever it is, they're going to make it rational so that even unbelievers, even people who don't believe in God... Mm-hmm will try and do this. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah they'll, make, they'll make it try to convince you with a, ration, a very logical aspect, but it's not logical. Because if you really, really understand the science and the real proof, they are way out there. I mean, way out there. So there's a, the, the Bible says, uh, uh, Revelation 14.9 talks about there's going to be a seal. If you're following the true group or the false one, and the forehead means your knowledge that you are accepted, you identify with that person, and then or in his hand, what that means? Hands. Hands. Means worship or what you do, right? The same shall drink. That means a judicial act or enforcement. Or the wine of the wrath of God. So if you're identifying to the wrong party, you will be partakers of the outcome of that party. You need to be very wise to choose the right one. The one who claims to be the vicar of Christ and the Protestant daughters. So that's the harlot and her daughter's Sunday. So the sentencing, those who drank the wine of her fornication will not drink the wine of the wrath of God. So, wh- whoever group you are belong to, you will get. If you are in the wrong group, you get the, get God's wrath. If you are in God's group, you will be doing what? Going to heaven, right? Okay, which is pour out without mixture. That means full and concentrated into the cup of His indignation of which plagues or calamities. And he shall be tormented with fire and bring in the presence of the holy angels, in his presence of the Lamb, on which it means judgment scene or special witnesses. That's Revelation 14, 9 through 12. That's the third angel's message. The third angel's message had been sent forth to the world, warning men against receiving the mark of the beast, or in his image, in the forehead or in their hands. To receive this mark means to come to the same decision as the beasts that have done, and advocate the same ideas in direct opposition to the war of God. So remember which group you're going to be affiliating. And a life and death question. In uh, the Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 280, there's a statement, and she wrote that in 1900. This message embraced the two preceding messages It is represented as being given with a loud voice, that is, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything is now at stake. The third angel's message is to be regarded as of the highest, highest importance. It is a life or death question. The impression made by this message will will be proportionate to the earnest and solemnity which which is proclaimed. That's heavy duty. I mean, the way, the, the intensity, and correct me if I understood this wrong. I understood when I read this, is the intensity that you preach the the, the three angels' message is in the same intensity or proportionate to what you're gonna be receiving. That's what I understood, right? That's what, what that word is saying? Don't need to read it again. Okay, I'm going to read it again. It says, this message embraced the two preceding messages, meaning the third angel's message includes the first and the second. It is represented as being given with a loud voice, that is, with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's an urgent message. Everything is now at stake. The third angel's message is to be regarded as of the highest, highest importance. It is a life or death question. The impression made by this message, the impression, how you accept this, made this message, will be proportionate to the earnest and solemnity which is this proclaim. So if you accept it very mildly, you're going to be sharing it very mildly. But if you really get it and grasp it and hold it, the way you're going to proclaim it will be disproportionate to what is inside. What to know and share was the third angel's message. This message just precedes the second coming prophecy, that means the end time. It's given as a loud cry. It's a warning that if the beast and his imagery is worshipped, the consequence will follow. Warning that if any person receives the mark which signifies alliance or allegiance to the authority and power of the beast, grievous punishment will follow. God's mark is... What is the God's mark, according to the Bible, that has his name, his, uh, his territory, and his authority? The Sabbath day. And which day is the one that every single church fights and talks against? Saturday. You know, one of the things that I, I uh, the more people talk against Sabbath, the more proof that I have. If Satan is trying to make people be lost, don't you think that he will do whatever it takes to confuse people? The most important seal ever in the Bible. I mean, just, the more they persecute that day, the more I'm convinced that that's, that that's it. That's the one. So the God's mark is the Sabbath. And if God's mark is the Sabbath, what will be the beast sign or mark? Is something opposite to it. Saturday versus Sunday. So it's the right day of worship versus a wrong day of worship. If God says, keep the Sabbath to keep it holy the seventh day, I mean, very specific, the seventh day of the week. Seven. Anything else, it doesn't come from God. You can be worshiping Friday. You can be worshiping Monday. You can be worshiping Sunday. It doesn't matter what day you're going to be worshiping. If it's not the true one that God designated, you are worshiping the beast, right? Because there's only two marks, the truth and the false. Now, the, number six is the beast is worshiped by the world, and its mark is de- defined as a false Sabbath in Daniel 11 and Daniel 12, and ties with the little horn in Daniel 8, and the king of the north in Daniel 11 and 12. So if you are not familiar with those chapters, I urge you, please, to start trying to understand. We do have end time seminars here. We do cover a lot, of, a lot of studies. If you want to really study more about Daniel, come and talk to me. We can have Bible studies on special groups. We can go verse by verse. I mean, I know three years ago we did verse by verse on Daniel, from Daniel chapter 1 all the way to the end, so people will understand Daniel, and then eventually we're going to start Daniel 12. Right now we're in James. But I'm willing to share the little knowledge that I have with anyone who would like to get a little knowledge and, and build from it. Because Daniel is one, for me, Daniel 12 is one of the most amazing, amazing chapters that I've ever studied. It's amazing. Number seven, the beast is part of Babylon and represents the Antichrist that promotes and enforces falsehood. Again, it's whoever that promotes and enforces falsehood. And for you to understand and for you to know who is Babylon, and for you to know what is falsehood, what do you need to know? To be able to recognize a false build, what do you need to study? The true one, right? So if you want to know what is Babylon and what is the wrong false day, the wrong false doctrine, you need to start studying to see what, the, what God is telling you in the Bible to be able to recognize it. God is identified by the Sabbath, and the Antichrist identified by the false Sabbath, whatever date that is. God's wrath will eventually come without mercy, and those who fail to identify it with the Creator of this uniform of this universe will get God's wrath. This wrath terminates sin forever. God ends in this discourse. By revealing two characteristics of the saint. That's in, Revel- in Revelation 14, the last verse. What are the two characteristics of the remnant church? The, the, one, the 144,000, those who are going to be saved, those who are going to be taken to heaven. What are the two characteristics? So what that means, keep the commandments of God. What commandments? All ten Fourth For those who are coming on Tuesday night, <coughs> you will know that there's only one sin and there's only one commandment. And if you don't know, you're missing a good Bible study <laughs> on Tuesday. God's commandment is one. is love. Because you love God you will not have other worships, other, other gods before you. If you love God more than you, you will keep the stay that he told you to worship. If you love your neighbors more than yourself, you will not do harm to them. If you love God more than yourself, you will treat your brother with respect and with love. You will not steal. You will not kill. You will not covet because it will be so painful to hurt God's children because you love God more than yourself. That is God's law. The Ten Commandments is only a representation for us to understand what is God's law is. So for the end time, the remnant, those who are going to be saved, are those who keeping God's commandment, and have the faith of Jesus. What is the faith of Jesus? Faith of Jesus. Word, word. It's a total surrendering and trust to God. Jesus' faith, it was so, so. Strong to his father that he surrendered and he did everything that his father told him. He completely trusts him. He has faith in him. And that's what we need to have to be able to survive the end time. We need to have total surrender to God and total trust and faith that God has the best intention and heart. And we need to hold on and grab on his hands so tight that it doesn't matter what's what's happening. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not makes sense. You need to trust God no matter what and have faith that he will take you through. Okay? So, this is the quest. Are you guys ready? Piece of paper, a pen? Just kidding. (laughs) All right, first angels, just to highlight, the first angel's message is about the good news. There's the Savior. It's the Savior, and he tells us who to worship the creator of the universe. The second angel is letting us know who is the one who is going to block us from entering the kingdom. Are uh, those out there that they are... That trying to deceive you with false doctrines, false days, false everything. And the third angel's message, it will inform us of the issues that Satan will confront us with in order to keep us in his side, so that we lose eternal life. These are the highlights. Just to remember, the good news, who is going to block it, and how he's going to block it. Okay. Just remember, the good news, who is tried to block it and how. Okay, just keep in mind. And how are we supposed to present this message? And I'm going to finish with one statement. And for those who want more information, I could spend the next five hours with it. The one important is that health reform I was shown is a part of the third angel's message and is just as closely connected with it as are the arms and hands with the human body. The Testimony of the Church, Volume 1, page 486. And she wrote that in 1867. The health reform is closely connected with the work of the third angel yet it is not the message. Our preachers should teach the health reform, yet they should not make this the leading theme in the place of the message. Its place is among those subjects which set forth the preparatory work to, to meet the events brought to view by the message. Among this is it prominent. We should take hold of every reform with seal. What seal means? Sealed. Passionate. You need to be passionate for it. Yet, should avoid giving the impression that we are vacillating and subject of fanaticism. Fanaticism. In order to be fitted for translation or going to heaven, the people of God must know themselves. They must understand in regard to their own physical frame, They should ever have the appetite in subjection to the moral and intellectual organs. The body should be servant to the mind and not the mind to the body. So my question for you guys is, Did you were able to learn something new today, if you're going to go and preach the third angel's message, Will you be able to know what that is, what that is? It's the good news to whom to worship and how. And then second message is who is gonna block it so you can identify it. And the third message is how he's gonna do it. May God bless you guys and spend time reading the Bible. Because the Bible is it's the, la- the, manual, the last manual. What, what's the, how do you call it? The Bible is the last manual before living earth or something like that? The Bible is the key for salvation. And if you don't know the Bible well, you're going to perish. And when it comes to Bibles, all the, there, we have more than 5,000 different religions out there. And 97% of those follow the Bible, and they're all different. So when you're going to choose, I wonder which one is the true one. Okay, check which one tries to follow all of it. Not just where it's convenient, but all of it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord, for these wonderful messages that you are going to, that you're preparing for the last few times of the end time to give the last chance to this world, perishing world. To recognize you to see that you are the creator of the universe, that you are the true God, and there is no other one. That we need to follow you and follow the instruction that you have given us because you know what is best for us. Help us, O oh Lord, to surrender ourselves and help us to spend more time with you, talking with you, meditating over things that you have done for us, and take the time, O oh Lord to read the messages that you have taken the time to give us. We know that the devil is always trying to keep us busy, overwhelmed, tired. But we pray, oh Lord, we ask your mercy. We pray that you give us the strength to be more like you and to follow the true law that you have for us, which is love, to love others. And we cannot do that without your help, O oh Lord. Help us to imitate your character so we can be ready. So when you come, you can take us home and be happy there forever. Amen.